It's Tuesday, February 13th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and a lot of other important things going on in our community. Today, we dive into the controversy surrounding a proposed merger between two of the largest grocery store chains in the United States, Kroger and Albertsons, and what it means for Cochise County. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that David Henry is an Arizona-raised actor best known as Ted Mosby's future son Luke on How I Met Your Mother, and as Justin Russo in Wizards of Waverly Place? Henry has starred in movies like Little Boy and Walt before Mickey. Henry has been in the news again for co-producing a reboot of the Wizards of Waverly Place franchise along with original co-star and breakout actress and musician Selena Gomez. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Benson Hospital. Benson Hospital is doing more than treating illnesses. They're building a healthier community through prevention. Access to affordable fruits and vegetables are essential to good health. Their collaboration with Pinnacle Farms and Market on the Move brings more than 12,000 pounds of affordable produce to the community every month. For more information and dates, follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Now our future story. The United Food and Commercial Workers and the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, two influential labor unions, have expressed strong opposition to the merger of Kroger and Albertsons. Despite Kroger executives' assurances that the deal would be, quote, inherently pro-union, these unions are not convinced. Their skepticism was bolstered by a research paper from the University of Utah funded by several UFCW locals, which concluded that the merger would likely harm labor market competition and reduce worker welfare. This opposition gained further momentum when the UFCW and Teamsters applauded a lawsuit filed by the Washington State Attorney General aiming to block the merger. The delay in the merger timeline, announced by Kroger and now subject to Federal Trade Commission review expected by summer, has also been a point of interest for these unions. The UFCW International, representing 835,000 grocery store employees, including those at Albertsons and Kroger stores through its Local 99 in Phoenix, has been vocal about its concerns. Local 99 alone represents 350 members across Safeway and Fry's stores in Cochise County. The union has criticized Kroger's promise of $1 billion in higher wages and improved benefits as insufficient to offset the risks posed by the merger. Kroger has argued that blocking the merger would strengthen non-union retailers like Walmart and Amazon, leading to greater job losses in the union sector. However, UFCW International President Mark Perone has countered this argument, highlighting the potential negative impact on workers' wages, food prices, and overall industry competition. One of the primary concerns for UFCW officials is the potential for job losses and the erosion of union-level wages and benefits. The strategic advantage unions have in bargaining could be diminished if Kroger and Albertsons become a single entity, weakening the positions of workers and customers alike. In an attempt to address antitrust concerns, Kroger announced the sale of more than 400 stores and eight distribution centers to CNS wholesale grocers. 
However, the lack of clarity on which stores will be sold and the future of these locations under new ownership has raised additional concerns among union officials and workers. To stay up to date on this story, visit us at MyHeraldReview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, the National Park Service and the U.S. Forest Service recently drafted a policy that could prohibit climbing anchors in wilderness areas around the country, including on Mount Lemmon. The Climbing Association of Southern Arizona is one of several climbing organizations speaking out against the proposals, saying they would discourage and endanger climbers. Soraya Cole of Cronkite News has more on the story. Southern Arizona climbers are familiar with the excitement of navigating the tricky rock faces of mountain and outcrops and desert canyons. But as Zariah Cole found out, climbers are concerned a new federal policy may take away safe access to certain routes. Kate Junick is used to climbing the highest peaks, reaching for the safe spots on the mountain. She uses fixed anchors in the rock to clip her ropes in so that if she falls, she won't fall far. But she is worried a new proposal relating to climbing in national forest lands will impact the sport she loves. If this gets passed, it just really runs the risk of climbing becoming a lot more dangerous than it can be. Under the new proposal, fixed anchors would be banned in many locations as they are considered installations, a breach of the Wilderness Act. But the issue with an installation in wilderness is that it's not really defined ever. So what fits the tenets of wilderness and what doesn't, you can't really say without definitions around what those words actually mean. If the proposal is adopted, new and existing fixed anchors would be reviewed to see if they are damaging the rock in a process called minimum requirements analysis. Maggie Dawson says this could mean taking out more than 30,000 anchors in Mount Lemmon alone. We've been waiting since July of last year for the MRA to get finished. So when I say, like, <laughs> they want to do that process for every single bolt, we could be looking at decades. Climbers worry the new rules could result in unsafe situations. These particular policies is I think they go a little too far in that they have determined, they have decided that the existing bolts and anchors are prohibited and if we are to find bolts or anchors that need to be replaced for safety reasons, we are not allowed to do that. Another requirement in the proposal calls for a permit for permanent anchors, similar to what is required for hunting, fishing and camping on public lands. I think no one was expecting the proposal to be so restrictive. Until a decision is made, the climate community will continue to try and find solutions that work for everyone. And I hope we can come to some resolution to find a nice happy middle ground because I understand where it's coming from, but I think there's better ways to go about it. In Tucson, Arizona, I'm Zariah Cole, Cronkite News. 
In an email, the Forest, Service says, Forest Services says that there will be a new directive that will provide guidance to give both climbing opportunities while also protecting natural and cultural resources. They do not know how it will impact individual forests across the country until public comments have been reviewed. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Didi Rodriguez, the executive director here at Prestige Assisted Living. Did you know heart disease is the number one cause of death among older adults? But here at Prestige Assisted Living in Sierra Vista, we take the health and wellness of our residents to heart. We are offering a free guide on heart health for older adults on our website. Visit prestigecanhelp.com to download your free guide today. Again, that is prestigecanhelp.com. Next an event that you should know about. This afternoon, the Sierra Vista Area Chamber of Commerce will welcome Governor Katie Hobbs as she presents her 2024 State of the State for Southeastern Arizona at the Klein Performing Arts Center. Doors will open at 445 and the governor will speak at 530. Tickets are $20 for chamber members and $25 for everyone else. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Emma Alvarez. Emma was born in 1935 and married Tony in 1963 in Naco, Mexico. Emma proudly became an American citizen, and together, she and Tony waltzed through life for 61 remarkable years. Emma's days were painted with the hues of joy as she swayed with Tony on dance floors, tended to her garden with loving care, and embarked on many journeys with her husband. The Bisbee Country Club became her sanctuary, where she transformed into the legendary Tiger Alvarez long before such titles were celebrated. In 1976, the family's journeys led them to Safford. Emma's greatest joy was her family. Emma is survived by two sisters, her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Emma's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.